Hello and welcome fellow film buffs, I'm Hunter Van Leerup, and as always I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, apparently Kim Possible, Zach Droll. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> hello. Beep, beep, boop, beep, beep. <laughs> That's my ringtone, guys. We are the Box Office Losers. Each and every week we deep dive into the movies fear to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen or your TV screen. This week, Zach, what the fuck are we talking about? We are talking about Chasing Amy. Another but review askew, baby. Woo-woo. But a, a, a side thing before we get into our review, um, we want to give a brief uh, shout out and hopefully you guys are safe out in Texas. You guys are getting hit with the worst winter possible. Texas has winter? Right <laughs> Have you not heard that Texas got like, hit with a massive snowstorm and their power's been out for a while? Oh, geez. I heard something about that the other day on um, a podcast or something. Like, oh, man, hope your power's okay. And I was like, that's weird. Why Why would you say that? Like, my power's fine. Yeah, uh, no, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I know we have some listeners out in Dallas and Houston um, we do, guys. Hope you are all. You are, are all. Okay. You guys are all okay. Um, we, we we definitely know how a winter storm feels, but you guys are not built for a winter storm. They ain't built uh, for it tough. They, they're not. Like, <laughs> apparently, like um, going up by like a lot of people have lost power, and they have lost heat in their house, and their houses That's are not made for fun. winter. And their houses yeah. are dropping to, like, 20 below. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. No, thank you. N- hard nipples all the way around. Pass. <laughs> well, yeah, guys. Uh, we, do, we do hope you're all okay. And maybe this podcast can give you some some, some enjoyment as some we bumble through uh, some bullshit. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so we are talking about Chasing Amy. It is a 1997 American romantic comedy drama film written and directed by the one and only Kevin Smith. Hell yeah, uh, this man. film stars. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. But this film is about a male comic book artist, uh, Holland, who falls in love Holden. with a lesbian woman, Alyssa, uh, to to the displeasure of his best friend Banky. Um, it is the third film in Smith's View Askew series. By the way, this does not age well. Oh no, this film. Ooh. He falls in love with the lesbian. Sure, that's possible. It's doable. Love is love. But then he's like, hey, man, you're not gay, right? And I'm like, that's not the way you present that. <laughs> See, one, like, hey, like, hey, let's go back to last week. A, a guy was pursuing uh, romance with a, with a girl who was not ready to be committed. In a relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. And then this guy, you have a guy who was like, I got to turn this girl, like, straight or, or bisexual. Which is not, that's not how that works. It's not. like They make a joke about it, which is quite funny, when he's like, can I tell my friends that you just needed a deep dick in? I thought that was funny, but definitely not appropriate. If I was dating somebody who was like that, like they were bi, but more towards female, and I was like the one guy, they wouldn't, I I feel like I would get slapped in the face for that one, not just hit with a pillow. (laughs) That's like an insult. I know it's like funny, and he presented it in like a comedy aspect, but hell, he... Even Banky's fucking dialogue does not age well. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, Banky is his, a little. Uh, his oh my god, he's a little on the uh, on the risque side of this. Once you see my nose, I go like thirteen minutes in, did not age well. <laughs> yeah, man. But hey, it is what it is. Kevin Smith wrote movies um, with realistic dialogue in the time that they released in, and hey, oh, yeah. can't fault them for it. 
So at least right, I yeah. personally don't. I think it's it, it, it's of the times. You can't just like you know think a million miles ahead. You're writing dialogue that people would actually say to each other, especially between friends. You know. Yeah. So. All right. Do you want to get into this cast for us? Um, yeah. So this is a, just a pretty good cast. Um, we got Ben Affleck as Holden McNeil. Dude, Affleck is great in this. We got um, oh, yes. Joey Lauren Adams as Alyssa Jones. We got Jason Lee as Banky. We got Dwight Ewell as Hooper X. We got Jason Mewes as Jay and Kevin Smith as Silent Bob. We also have cameos from a bunch of people who are part of the VSQ stuff. Uh, Walt well, Flanagan we, we, shows up. Dante shows up. Matt Damon shows up. So We also got a cameo from Ethan Ben Affleck's Shibli. brother. Okay, see Affleck's in this? Yep. Where? I didn't even see uh, him. I think at the beginning where that guy where that guy he was talking to the other kid is like this guy's a tracer. Oh, yeah, I guess that young guy does kind of look like Casey Affleck back in what? 2006 this movie came out in? No, 97. 97. Oh my god. I thought it was 2006 for some god awful reason. I mean, I guess 97 the, makes more sense the for the Twin time. Towers were shown in this movie. Uh, dude, Fucking, I didn't see that. <laughs> I wasn't really paying full attention to uh, the background. I was trying to more pay attention to the dialogue, because, spoiler no. alert, I've already seen this movie before. It's one of the movies on the podcast that I've seen, and uh, I was just paying attention more to the dialogue, which we'll get to later, because it is fun, but not, obviously, like we said before, not aged well. Uh, now, uh, uh, very surprised to me, this film cost $250,000 to make. That's not a surprise. There's, like, nothing happening. I know, like, but still, budget-wise. Like, when like, you they see... had an apartment... They went to a hockey game, and it might not have even been a hockey game they actually went to. It might have been like a like a like a, a blank wall that they sat in front of, and then they just had a hockey game filmed over it, and then they had like the fight scene shoved in there. Uh, so. Yeah. So, uh, and this film made twelve million back in the box. That's so solid. <laughs> That's it, really it, it good. It made back the budget, and I think this was Kevin Smith's big break, well, budget-wise at least. Uh, I, I thought it would have been, um, Mallrats. Well, no, we saw Mallrats wasn't as good as, um, it, it didn't break the bank as much, from what I remember. I remember it, like, just barely making its budget back. And we know Clerks did fairly well, but that was his first movie. So, you know, uh, gotta give or take on that. I think this is the one that really skyrocketed him into, oh, shit, this guy makes movies. You know what I mean? Even if they did make mention of, oh, shit, that girl who died in the YMCA, that was your friend? Like... Oh yeah, yeah. At um, yeah, the with ties. It, it, at at Mallrats, it was a box office bomb. It did not make back its budget. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I remember us talking about because it was more that one was more of a cult classic as opposed to the other ones. I know Mallrats is a cult, not Mallrats. Um, Clerks is a cult classic, but that one made its money back from at least what I can remember. We talked about that one too long ago for me to be like, yeah, exactly. So. Oh, I'm thinking of Clerks. I, I I got a Clerks poster now that I got from the poster shop at the mall. Nice, dude. Did you got it framed or did you just get the blank, uh, the unframed one? Uh, it was. I, I got it framed. Nice. You gonna hang it up? It, it's already hung up. It's um hung up at, as my backdrop. And you didn't send me a goddamn else. picture, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Get into the first part of the notes. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> All right. So hopping into our notes section. Uh, the film was originally inspired by a brief scene from an early film by um, one of Smith's friends. In Guinevere Turner's Go Fish, one of the lesbian characters imagines her friends passing judgment on her for selling out by sleeping with a man. Smith dating Adams at the time, um, he was writing the script, which was partially inspired by her, Adams being um, Lauren, the uh, Alyssa character. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dated for a brief moment right before he met his uh, wife. Uh, the film received mostly positive reviews, praising the humor, performances, and Kevin Smith's direction. The film won two awards in 1998's uh, Independent Spirit Awards for Best Screenplay and for Best Supporting Actor for Jason Lee. Dude, Jason Lee was really good in this movie. Like, Oh, he was. It, Mallrats came out, what, two years before, and that was his first acting gig? That means this is probably, because uh, I don't know this 100%, his second acting gig, and he blew it out of the park. And I love how Ethan Soup Lee was also in this. Which means, like, yeah. the, the My Name is Earl, like, you know, comparisons just keep going. I know they don't really interact that much. They interact at the beginning and the end. But it's cool to see um, Ethan Supley and Jason Lee in something that isn't My Name is Earl before My Name is Earl took off. I'm still saying if they bring back My Name is Earl either for like a final movie or a final season, just throw to throw in Jay and Silent Bob in there for some reason. That would be funny. You dude, Randy is going to be huge in that. Ethan Supley is now a monster. I know. I <laughs> We, we we talked about in Mallrats how he like, he lost a lot of weight and now yeah. he's just a tank. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back to seeing. Um, oh my god, uh, my name is Earl, and it's gonna be Earl like, hey, what's going on, guys? And then we're gonna see Randy, and he's gonna be a fucking monster truck. <laughs> exactly, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, so characters from the film would go on to later appear in the Viewerscue Universe films, uh, most specifically Jade Silent Bob Strike Back, because that's when Bloodman and Chronic gets picked up. For a movie, and then Jane Silent Bob reboot, which Chronic and Blunt Man gets picked up for a reboot, and then they gotta go stop it again. And you see all the characters, like you see um, Affleck, and you see Lee, and you see, um, oh god, what's her name? Jones? Yes. So, that's always cool. So, uh, um, direct spinoffs of Chasing Amy with those characters showing up in those movies. Um, I, I found out. A sequel, they said. Uh, so, I found out with. Um... So I think uh, outside of this movie and Strikes Back, this is the only time Bank uh, Banksy is is or, or Banky is here. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't come back as um, Banky in. I mean, he might have been in the background somewhere, um, but he doesn't come oh. back as Banky in um, the reboot or Strikes Back. He comes back. No, as, no, no, no. He he, he comes back in Strikes Back. Banky's back in Strikes Back. Yes. I thought that was um the character from Mallrats. Oh no, it, it, it's both. It, it, there's both. He like uh, Lee plays both characters in that, in that movie. And what about um in reboot? reboot it, it, it's just uh, Brody. Really, I thought Banky was seen in the background, but then again, I might have just been thinking, you know, Jason Lee. I know he's in this movie, so <laughs> either way, but, um, good shit. Yeah. So uh, and also, I, I sent you the picture. All right, cool. I'll check it out in a sec once you start reading your notes. Chasing Amy was um, originally released as a uh, Criterion Collection laser disc. Oh my God! Jesus oh, laser Christ, disc. a laser disc, dude! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, Smith raised eyebrows when he recorded the running commentary for the laser dick in uh, laser dick, <laughs> the laser dick <laughs> for the laser disc in 1997. As he stated it by saying, as he started it by saying. Uh, this is a laser dick. <laughs> this is a laser dick. <laughs> this is, is a done, laser dick. You're done. <laughs> I like to take a moment to say, fuck DVD. Well. Well, look at all of his movies on DVD. <laughs> when, uh, I think that's what, Criterion released the DVD, which reused the laser disc running commentary, Smith recorded a specific introduction in which he apologized for the comment and jokingly attributed it to Jason Mewes. 
That's funny. Uh, Smith revealed in an early 2009 at a Q&A session in Vancouver that he had the film's cast were currently recording new material for an upcoming uh, Criterion Blu-ray released for the film Japan. The what screenplay for Chasing... Uh, the screenplay for Chasing Amy was adapted into a novel by name I'm not even going to try to pronounce and published by an Anomi uh, Publishing. The unique concept of this book is that it is a rough half novel, half manga with Moko Anoi providing the art for the comic book pages. That's awesome. Uh, in an episode of the Schmo. I Smod, know, it's the Smodcast. It's him Smodcast. and uh, Scott Moser. Okay. He's producer. Smodcast. Uh, Smith revealed that while he was thrilled to have a manga based on the film, he was shocked when he read the novelization as the characters' sexual histories were just as mentioned in a conversation in the film and depicted in the novels, manga illustrations as sexually graphic flashbacks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we got to see finger cuffs! <laughs> oh... Time to find finger cuffs. Oh no. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but also kind of oh. cool. Oh no. <laughs> Do you want to pick up? I read the two. I yeah, read where two. We at? Um, yeah, so Smith originally had published um, this along with Clark's script for Miramax Books. Uh, the film had no soundtrack album released, however, the songs, uh, many songs make an appearance in the movie, including. Uh, a cover of The Cars Let Go, performed by Ernie Eisel, The Impression I Get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Run Houses, Run DMC, and other songs by artists like Public Enemy, Hang Ups, Gwen Gunther, and Liz Fair. The two songs by band Soul Asylum featured in this film were Lucky One and We Three. The band had previously contributed a song Can't Even Tell to Clerks. Uh, Soul, Soul Asylum frontman Dave Pierner composed the incidental music for this film and the film's theme song, Tube of Wonderful, which plays over the opening credits. Uh, the song makes a reappearance in Jay and Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, both times introducing the character of Holden McNeil. And then a music video came out called uh, Have You Seen Mary, performed by um, Sponge, who had several scenes in the movie, and Chasing Amy, the song was also played, where Holden and Hooper at Jack's Music Shop. So, not a lot of real big old notes to talk about during this yeah. Um, episode, unfortunately, I, I just because tried. it's it's just like it is what it is, you know. But we have enough plot and some mid movie notes and reviews to talk about to keep this one going a little bit longer. It's a very bare bones movie. Well, because it, it's just a rom com. Well, a, a rom dramedy, I would say. As we had a, a lot of notes for for Five Hundred Days of Summer because that was the first time I've seen that movie, and I was very confused. This one is just kind of like I've seen this before. It's whatever. It's not a bad right. film. It's just, you know, I, I, my genuine reactions were kind of gone at that point. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why I put a lot of movies on here that I haven't seen. Because I like I going, oh, man, raw performances, you know? Now, getting into the plot of this. So, we got um, Holden McNeil and Banky Edwards are comic book artists and lifelong best friends. They met fellow comic book artist Alyssa Jones at a comic book convention. Otherwise known as just New York Comic Con at that point. Seemingly. Um, where they are promoting their comic Bluntman and Chronic. Uh, Holden is immediately attracted to Alyssa, but soon learns that she is a lesbian. The two begin spending time together, and a deep friendship develops. 
Bolton eventually confesses his love to Alyssa. She is initially angry with him, but that night the two sleep together and begin a romantic relationship. Yo, that cuts like a whole half of the movie right there. It made no fucking sense. <laughs> no, no, that like um, oh, what made no sense? Uh, the the fact of which that um, we we go from she's angry and then he's walking away. She's like, you're not fucking. Well, because she loves him. That's what it is. And I know, but like, I I hated how this movie like, like one Holden makes uh, fucking Joseph Gordon Lovett's character look like a saint. <laughs> I know what you mean. Holden's a bit abrasive when it comes to this kind of love stuff, and his monologue that he gives is really good during the um uh, during the confession scene. It's just it's so melodramatic, and it hurts my soul. Now, see, like what I hated was like he wanted her to feel the same thing he felt towards mm-hmm. towards her, which is like one. It's it's so fucked. Well, I mean, he's basically saying, like, hey, you know, I love you, and if, you know, we can't be together, I kind of don't want to be friends because, like, it hurts to be around you. And I get that. I understand that. You know, high school Hunter was like, oh, man, ah, oh, if we can't date, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore just because I was like, it's going to suck. But <laughs> looking back now, I'm like, dude, I was a little bitch. I don't really care. Uh, Zach, Zach is still like that to this day. <laughs> we know, but we love Zach. <laughs> Zach, Zach still goes like, okay, I'm just going to not talk to you for like two or three years. Then we'll see what happens there. And you rekindle it later on. Uh, this new development, though, worsens the, the tensions between Holland and Banky. Um, Banky resents Alyssa for coming between him and his best friend. Banky uncovers dirt on Alyssa's past, telling Holden that Alyssa once participated in a threesome with two men. Holden is is upset by this, having believed that he was the only man Alyssa had ever spelled, had ever uh, slept with. Kind of sus, if you ask me. <laughs> Holden clumsily admits to bait her into confessing, leading to an argument. She angrily confirms a threesome, but refuses to apologize for her past sexual experience. Yeah, this is during the hockey game. And they yell mm-hmm. at each other in the parking lot. Alyssa says she wishes to continue her relationship, but Holden leaves feeling unsure. You want me to pick Ooh. up after that? Uh, I, 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 I just want to riff about this. Like, yeah, it, for it's sure. So, it, it's like, fucked. Unfortunately, the Wikipedia stuff, and I know we don't steal from Wikipedia, but we do, obviously. It's just, like, it runs through this film so fast. They barely, they don't even talk about Hooper. The, well, uh, yeah, they don't. The gay best friend, basically. They're just like, nah, who fucking gives a shit? Bye. Because, <laughs> like, he, he, he really didn't play much of an important role to it. I mean, he, he was kind of like this... He was kind of like the guiding point for Holden, in a way. Yeah. So, I know what you mean by he didn't really have a big role, but, like, come on, man. They didn't even talk about him. And then they also skipped over, I think... No, no, Jay and Silent Bob show up right now. Okay, I was going to say, they skipped over Jay and Silent Bob. That's what's up. But you know, it is what it you is. No, like I, I want like the, the, I, 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 I'm kind of happy that they it goes beat by beat via like the just, just our, our plots from 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 Wikipedia. I'm happy it goes beat by beat. It goes act it, by act. They're just like boom. And like I, I want like hey, I, 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 I just did not like. I, I th- these characters are so fucking unlikable. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the two main characters. I feel like a lot of the side characters are very likable. 
Like Banky is unlike. Is... Banky is unlikable for the most part because he's like an abrasive asshole. But that kind of gives him a likability to him. Like, like I was sitting I was... there, like I don't hate this guy. I don't like him, but I don't hate him. But As opposed to um, Alyssa Jones, where I'm just like, oh my god, calm down. But now, just like with Holden, it's like he. Like, I was like, okay. It's a good start. Then he goes like. You know what? I want to pursue someone who I know is not attracted to men, but well, they said they uh, they shared a moment. They felt a connection. He's like, I know she's gay, but also I think she kind of likes me. So I'm gonna see where it goes. And obviously, he's not wrong. He's maybe yes. wrong morally, but he's not wrong like mentally. He's like, oh yeah, no, it happens. Obviously, he's wrong ethically. About. I'm sorry. Ethically, that's what it is. Not moral. Eh, ethics and morals. You know, he, he's wrong morally and ethically, where he's just like, let's see if I can turn this chick. I'm like, that's not how that, that's not how you present that, my dude. Like, that is fucking crazy. I, I gosh, okay, I'll, I'll pick up into more of the notes, uh, more of the plot. Uh, yeah. Later during lunch with Jay and Silent Bob, Silent Bob reveals that he was once in a relationship similar to Holden's. Despite the fact that he was in love with his girlfriend, Amy, his anger about her uh, adventurous sexual past led him to end the relationship. Later realizing that this was a mistake, he says he's always spent every day since then chasing Amy. So to yeah, speak. a little on the nose with that title there, Doggy Dog. And then obviously he makes a um, comic book at the end called Chasing Amy. And I was like, okay then. But then he goes, uh, it, it's so bad because like it's called Chasing Amy, right? And then. In the, um, the the book, it says, and Alyssa, if you're reading this, I'm sorry, wherever you are. And I'm like, it was already, like, obvious that you were saying it was her. You didn't have to name drop her specifically. You could have just said Amy. That's the character's name in the book, probably, right? But whatever. I see now, um, what, what, what I don't like is, what, what I find funny is, so if you go into this movie blind, like I did, but I, I knew a little bit about Chasing Amy. Um, I feel like everybody knows a little bit about this movie. And you go like, huh, no one in this film is named Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't talk about it. It's all good. <laughs> you go like, huh, where did this name come from? Then at the uh, legit, like, I think, like, the, the one hour mark. It's like the third act. Like, right at the start get, of the third act. We, we, we get a Bob, a song Bob going, and ever since then, I spent every day chasing Amy. Yo, he just goes chasing Amy, and, and um... Jay and uh, Holden are like, what? He's like, chasing Amy. It's this girl. And then he goes to the whole monologue. And then I love how Jay's like, you know, fuck this dude. Every time, you know, p- people find his word as holy as God because he doesn't talk often. But it turns out he's just a bullshit baby. And I'm like, Jay, shut up. Yes, you're well, right. But also shut up. <laughs> well. No, it's just funny that every time J- uh, Bob opens his mouth, it comes off as preaching in a good way. And then, yeah. you know, Jay points it out. He's like, fuck you, dude. He's like, just because you don't talk doesn't mean your word is God. <laughs> Holier than thou, blah, blah, blah. So, Do you want to pick up? Um, uh, Yeah, move. where were we? Oh, uh, yeah, moved. Yeah, moved by Silent Bob's story. Holden devises a plan to fix both his relationship with Alyssa and his estranged friendship with Banky. He invites them both over and tells them... Oh, Banky lives with him. He invites them both over and tells them that he would like to get over her past and remain her boyfriend. He also tells Banky that he realized that Banky is gay and is in love with Holden. <laughs> very, very big overstep right there. Imagine, like, you're sitting down with your best friend and you're like, I know you're gay. And he just goes, uh, mm, don't think so. And then he's like, mm, no, you are. And then, I mean, it's obvious, like, Jay. Uh, he's trying Banky's to gaslight character. him. Like, Banky. <laughs> 
it's obviously that Banky's character is gay, yes. But, like, imagine just walking up to your best friend and going, you're gay. Just <laughs> how that works. Anyway. He's literally trying to gaslight him to think yeah. he's gay. Yeah, so uh, Holden then suggests a threesome. Though initially shocked, Banky agrees to participate because he's like, fuck it, whatever. And then Alyssa refuses, uh, reasoning that it will not save their relationship and the proposal is offensive. And it fucking is. Alyssa and Banky both leave. Then we get a one year later where both Banky and Alyssa are busy promoting their own respective comics at a convention. It's revealed that Holden and Banky dissolve their partnership um, of Bluntman and Chronic the rights to which Holden now exclusively owns. Banky smiles sadly seeing Holden, who silently congratulates him for his success on his own book, Baby Dave. <laughs> Banky gestures over to a booth, booth hosted by Alyssa and provides wordless encouragement to Holden to go talk to her. He has a brief emotional conversation with Alyssa and gives her a copy of Chasing Amy, his new comic book based off their life, uh, their relationship. Uh, Holden then leaves. Alyssa's new girlfriend arrives and asks who she was talking to. Smiling, Alyssa replies... Oh, just some guy I knew. Don't they have a kid in Jay and Silent Bob reboot? I don't know. Or is like they adopted, or it's um, Alyssa's kid, and it's like from Holden's I, sperm I, or something like that. I I don't know, but I think like Alyssa's new girlfriend seemed like a bitch, to be honest. She did seem kind of little, you know, bitchy. Where she was like, she was like, oh man, these all this is what you have to do when you come to work and all these sweaty people, and I'm like. And Alyssa just goes, you wanted to be here. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You asked to be here. Like, you knew what then, it was. You know she does comics. Like, And then she pretty much, she, she gets back to the table. Her her water bottle is half gone already. <laughs> and and she's like, oh, who, who was that? Oh, that was someone I knew. Yeah. Shit. What do you mean? Or, or a fan? She's at a convention. People walk up to her. What do you mean? Ugh. <laughs> The, the, the most, like, I wouldn't have even asked. I would have just been like, oh, cool, another person came up. Whatever. Not fucking, <laughs> oh, who's that? What do you mean? You're at a convention where your girlfriend is semi-popular. I don't, like, I don't know how big she was comparatively to the other characters in comic book world. But, like, she had a fairly high-selling book. And you're going to be like, oh, who was that at a convention that she was invited to to promote something? Very stupid dialogue. Sorry, Kevin Smith. I understand what you were coming from, but that was, like, the worst dialogue bit you had. Where the girl was just like, now nah, who is that? Like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Let's get on to them reviews. You have the least... This is the least amount of notes I've ever seen you write. Uh, well, yeah. It's because, like I said, I've seen this movie before and there's really not a lot to talk about. Oh, not reviews. We're getting into our mid-movie notes. So, I only got like 10, which is surprising. So... Let's start mine off. I said Mike Allred Art. Nice. Uh, he's a comic book artist who did the Blunt Man and Chronic comic books in the movie and also all the other. He did all basically all of Holden's um, art. Mike Allred also did a phenomenal run on um, X, X-Ray Robot, X-Factor, X-Statics. Allred's been around the block. Madman is his creation. You actually see Madman in the Blunt Man and Chronic comic at the beginning. Blah, 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 comic stuff. Nerd. Um... <laughs> We see Ethan Soup Lee again, which we talked about. Awesome seeing him reprise his ro- not reprise his role, but come back into, um, you know, the game essentially. And yeah. at the end, we see him talk about. He's like, I used to have a comic book club back in high school, and then I had to dissolve it because we got into an argument of who looked better in tights, Electra or Robin. And I'm just like, which side were you on, my dude? <laughs> hey, hey, but Rob, my guy. Ah, uh, dude, Nightwing has the best button comic books. Quote me on that. National Cake Day was the other day, and DC released a trailer of a bunch of Nightwing butt pictures. And I was like, they know what's up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Anyway, uh, both got two new characters for people who have been in films before. This universe is crazy. Ben Affleck and um, Jason Lee. And also, mm-hmm. apparently, Ethan Supley and uh, one other character, uh, Dante. Um, and Matt Damon, technically. Uh, Holden is much better than Shannon, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love this Hooper character. He shows up and he's like, you know, basically Malcolm X for comics. And then he turns out to be gay. I totally forgot about that plot line. Where he's like, <laughs> he's like, I will shoot any white man. <laughs> and then fucking... He's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. I totally forgot about that character arc. He shows up a couple times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, hate Alyssa's voice. Sorry. Lauren um, Adams or Laura Jean. That's just or, her fucking voice. I know. I just didn't. Joey Lauren Adams. I just didn't like it. I know she showed up in Mallrats, but this was the first movie I saw with her in it before I watched Mallrats recently. My, I think my first film with her in it was Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. Oh, I didn't even know she was in that movie, and I've seen Big Daddy before. Weird. But, uh, you know, I just did not, I don't like her voice, it's too high-pitched. Every time she had, like, a, like, a drama moment, I was just like, is she a mouse? What's happening? Like, okay. I, I don't know, man, that's just me. I didn't like her voice. She's a great actress, it's just, ah, I don't know, drama's yeah. maybe not for her, put her in a comedy. She was great in Mallrats. And she, she was good in um, Big Daddy, for the most part. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that one. Um, I said Ben Affleck is good in this film. He's a he's a he plays a whiny bitch, but he has a great performance in this film. You cannot say he did not have a good performance. Oh no, I, I I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah. Uh, next note, uh, Matt Damon, LOL. <laughs> he just shows up sitting there next to Dante. He's uh, one of the um, movie guys that not the movie guys, one of the TV show guys that wants to get the Jay and Silent Bob um, TV show off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> This is the scene where um, Matt, not Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck is in the car and he's uh, preaching his like relationship quarrels, and I was like, "This man is Batman." <laughs> um, nothing crazy about this film. Uh, it's great, but cheesy, but melodramatic for little to no reason. I'll get more into that later. And my final note is Earl is great here too. I know it's not Earl. It's Jason Lee, <laughs> and he plays Earl. But I said Earl is great. Dude, Banky's character is probably my favorite character in this entire film. I think he, like, and, like, I mean, I don't approve of what he did by digging up dirt. And I understand, like, he liked or loved. It's not really 100% confirmed um, Holden. But it is interesting to see, you know, like, his storyline through the eyes of Holden. Where he's just, oh, like, I... this jealous best friend and... He's got these slurs that he shouldn't be saying, and it's also a friend looking out for someone who he who he he calls a brother, pretty much. Oh, for sure. Like if one if if one of my buddies or you even like fucking got into like you know a relationship that I saw to be weird and toxic, I'd be like, hey man, maybe don't do this. You know. Mm. I mean, you don't have to listen to me, but I would still suggest it, nonetheless. (laughs) Now, I guess. Time for my movie notes. Hop into your notes. I'm excited to see what your notes are because you do not like this movie like at all. Um, I mean, you gave it. You didn't give it a bad rating. You just gave it. I mean, I would say it's an okay rating. Yeah, but yeah. It, hit us with what you got, Chief Keef. Uh, start off with Blunt Man and Chronic. Just gotta Hell put yeah. that out there. Uh, I think this was when um, Ethan Suplay was doing. I uh, saying like it, it's like Bill and Ted meets Cheech and Chung. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and honestly, that's, that's what, what he was Blunt comparing Blunt Man and Chronic to. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is. 13 minutes in, and this film has not aged well at all. <laughs> That's the first time uh, Jason Lee says the F word. 
probably, right? Yes. He, he, yeah. he, he says the F slur um, a lot. I think they say it like five or six times throughout this entire film. I think Jay says it. I know Banky says it three times. Holden says it once. Um, and I think Hooper says it too. So th- this is a fun uh, thing that I noticed and I don't think you did. So in the bar scene when Holden and Alyssa are playing darts, uh, there are bathrooms behind them. Mm-hmm. A guy w- walks out the women's bathroom, and then a girl w- walks out the men's bathroom. Okay. It's just a, it, 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 it's a fun little weird thing that I noticed. I didn't even notice the bathrooms were labeled. I saw the people walk out. I thought they were just like walking out of the bathroom in no, general. They were I didn't labeled. know that they were labeled. That's funny. Um, uh, it, uh, anchors need, need more respect. They're just tracers. <laughs> no, no, they are. No, 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 no. I'm just joking. Inking is like a huge, like uh, a huge. It's a hard thing to do because it's it's not just tracing. Yes, if you really boil it down, it's tracing. But there's a lot that goes into it because if you fuck up the artwork, they have to redo the whole page. At least uh, back in the day. Now it's digital, so it's not as bad. But it's still like you know, it is a craft. You also do most of the shading too. The colorist doesn't shade. You shade. And then um, uh, I'll call back to Clerks where she goes like, oh, I, I know that quick stop. My friend fucked a dead guy there. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about the uh, the dead girl. Yeah, and, like, um, oh, that's pretty cool. We even see quick stop when uh, Jason Lee is talking about that story with finger cuffs. It, it's still so weird seeing that place in color. Oh, for sure. I mean, we see uh, there's only black and white in one movie. We see it in color literally every other movie. I think. Except but for actually, Dog. um, there's a there, there's a fun joke in reboot where they go to the clerk's panel and they're all in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's always fun. Uh, uh, then also, yeah, okay. Uh, I loved uh Banky's reaction to her being a lesbian. He just starts clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I liked uh, the Banky and, um, oh God, what's her name? Alyssa, stories about, yeah, there we go. You got it right yep. up here. Talking yep. about eating out. Dude, the, her, the stories, the battle scars, fucking hilarious, dude. Then I, he goes, oh, yeah, I, I refuse to eat a girl out. Okay, guys, you need to return the favor if they give you head. Yeah, you want head, you have to return the head. Yes, don't be an asshole. But you know, okay, okay, now the battle scars of eating out, that's some funny shit. Mm-hmm, for sure. I, I th- That probably was, like, w- w- one of my favorite funny scenes out of the film. Dude, my favorite one was the uh, the car one. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, right, there's also um, Banky showing uh, porn to the kid in the, in the oh, train station. <laughs> that was funny. Hey, you got Matt Damon in here, too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt uh, a- after Matt Damon, I said that this film is dragging, in my opinion. It does a little bit for a while, but then it kicks it back up. Oh, Holden is on uh, many levels of wrong for trying to get with a girl who is not interested in men, for the most part. And then, so, me being the uh, uh, eagle die moviegoer. I did not this at all. <laughs> that I am. So, in the scene when he's walking back to the car... I think, like, just before he hits his car, you can see that a reflection in, like, uh, a store door. Mm-hmm. You can see the camera crew doing the follow shot with him. <laughs> That's fucking funny. I love how you notice a lot of that shit, because I would have never picked up on that. I would have been like, yeah, whatever. 
I, I'm very eagle-eyed when it comes to that stuff. I bet. Well, you're a big cinema guy, so I just like yeah. watching movies. You're like all into it. And then out of some of the relationships we've seen, this feels the most unrealistic with, with the outcome. And I, oh, and yeah. I, and I, and I, I legit know, like, we have seen about a few movies that involve relationships and stuff. I'll, I'll list off the ones real quick. Uh, so 500 Days of Summer, that, that that felt the most realistic out of all of them. I, I would say, yeah. Uh, the Night Before, kind of. They had a decent relationship in there. Another Joseph Gordon-Levitt film. And then, um... Elf? <laughs> ah, no. Elf is a rom-com. You cannot tell me it's not. <laughs> yeah, about yeah, uh, uh, about a son and his dad. <laughs> no, Zoe Deschanel's in there. But no, but yeah, like, this movie felt the most unrealistic with a relationship outcome. Yeah, it was a bit weird. I was like, okay, then. And then her, her friend's acting like she can't be by. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? They're just like, oh, mm, no. They were like, uh-uh, honey. I was like, what the fuck are you on about right now? And then uh, th- this was the argument scene. I said, fuck that argument scene between Holden and Alyssa. It did not feel, did not feel genuine, did not feel like a, an authentic scene. Yeah, no, it just felt like, you know, they both had... It felt like they were both just yelling at each other and they weren't actually talking. And in fights, you actually have to talk to people. You can't just scream like a little baby. Yeah. So. And, um... To be uh, fair, Holden was being a dick. I'm not defending Holden. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just not defending Holden. either of them. <laughs> I think they're both wrong. Uh, Silent Bob scene is the only saving grace of this film. That's facts. And then, not, uh... Not 100% facts, but it's very high facts. I, I said these characters are so unlikable. Facts. And... So the nod to Death in the Family comic with uh, Blunt Man and Chronic with Chronic uh, no with Blunt Man dying. No, Chronic dying. Chronic dying. Blunt Man is uh, Bob, I think, uh, and Chronic was the Chronic is Jay, and Chronic was. Dead. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so, I believe so. So, so we're Chronic dying. Yeah. Or I, I I'll look it up real quick. Hold on. Let's double check because I believe Blunt Man is Bob. I could be wrong. I always used to mix them up. Uh, Chronic. Chronic is uh, Kevin Smith. No! Lola? No. Hey, Lola. Really? Big surprise and, on and, that and, one. And Blunt Man is uh, Muse. Uh, I, I go up by the shirts because there's a Blunt on Muse and then the pot leaf on uh, Smith. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I love the, the nod to Death in the Family. That's probably one of my favorite comics that I, I, I've, I think I may have read it I think I read like the new Fifty Two version of it. Yeah, Death in the Family solid. Uh, that wasn't. That was Death of the Family. That was when Joker um, tries to kill everybody. Everyone. Yeah. Just to like you know piss off um, Bruce. You know, Death in the Family is when Jason Todd gets killed. And then we get um, Red Hood, Red which Hood. is like years later. That was years later though. So. Well, yeah, guys. Like, I, 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 I just like the. The, like, the, like, the subtle nod to that and also like I just <laughs> uh, thank you Silent Bob for saving <laughs> the film with your monologue it's terrible that that's your only saving grace there's a couple I under, I see your point I'm not saying you're not you're, I'm saying you're wrong but like there are like you know more just to, to that 
But I don't like this film that much, so I'm not giving it like I'm you know, surprised praise. with the rating of this film. I'll, I'll read off the review of it. Um, yeah. Chasing Amy received positive reviews from critics. Uh, review uh, aggregation websites, uh, Rotten Tomatoes report, uh, repost, uh, uh, reports an approval rating of 87%. That's crazy. Based off of 84 critics with, a, with an average review of seven, a 7.31 out of 10. Some would say uh, that's too high. <laughs> Us, uh, we'd say it. According to the site's summary of critical consensus, Chasing Amy explores gender roles, sexual, sexual mores, and limits of friendships with a mixture of sensitivity, raw honesty, and director and screenwriter Kevin Smith's signature raunchy humor. Oh, for medic- sure. I could see that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I see what they mean. I just I don't share the same opinion. On Metacritic, the film has a uh, weighted average of 71 out of uh, 100 based off of 28 reviews. Audience polled by CinemaScore uh, gave this film a grade of an A-. I nice. think I think a lot of this is way too generous for, for this film. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's way too fucking generous. No, I know what you mean. It's just, I, I don't know. I feel like it just, I feel like if we watched it at the time and we were old enough to appreciate it at the time it came out, yeah. I feel like we would have liked it a little bit more, but rewatching it now, besides it being dated with its dialogue, it just doesn't feel like, you know, we've both been in relationships. It just doesn't feel like it's a real relationship. They fight about, I mean, it's a serious topic they're fighting about, but they don't fight properly, if that makes sense. I've always been told to fight, but also talk. Like, you know, you're supposed to, like, talk it out with your significant other you're not supposed to just cry like a baby for a year you know what i mean and then another thing is like also we're watching these films more with a critical eye i mean you more so than me i try to just have fun with this stuff but there are some things i do get critical about well it's like yeah, like if we look at this I, I i i'm the straight man on this podcast and you're the oh, obviously. and now hey i i get to say hunter's line hunter since you gave this a better review than i did <laughs> do you want to read the good review <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, uh, Certified Fresh from J. Boyar of the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, As in Smith's debut film, Clerks, there's something about the scruffy chasing Amy that breaks through the pretenses of of more conventional movies. I totally get it. There's a lot of good stuff to like about this movie, but there's also a lot of equally bad stuff that we think shines more through. This isn't the worst movie in the Viewerskew universe. It's just not our favorite. (laughs) <laughs> like um, I I I I found these reviews. I I wanted to look at reviews that definitely we would like that I, I that I I reflected off by your review, and then also like me going off by the, the notes that I took. Yeah. And then uh, the bad review, which is a uh, rotten from Gary Thomas on the Philadelphia Daily News, the movie reinforces its gift of for dialogue, but its ability to handle actors, compose scenes. Or keep track of its own story is neg- is neglectable. I can what- see what he means. I think the direction is still good in this film, though. I think Kevin Smith knows what he's doing in this film, as compared to other films he's done before. I, like with Mallrats, think- I was like, "What's happening?" Like, um, Hunter, if you want to read your review first, and I'll read my review. Yeah, so uh, do you want me to do my review and then my explanation, or are we just yes. going to... Okay. Yeah. So I gave this five finger cuffs out of ten. Um, the reason that I gave it for is I don't like Alyssa's character almost at all. There's barely any redeeming qualities for her. I said Holden is a twat. Uh, the plot is a bit disheveled, and Silent Bob's monologue doesn't hit like the others, but still feels so personal. 
So it's not the worst monologue he's ever given. It's just it feels too personal to be relatable. I know I can I, I can agree. And, um, Usually, a lot of the Silent Bob like you know dialogue monologues are like relatable to rather than just the situation at hand. It's also relatable to you know the audience as a whole. Yeah. Um, and like for me, I, I think I, I well, I, I gave this a four point five intergalactic civil war out of ten. Because <laughs> I I I kind of like that dialogue between Hooper and uh and and Banky. Yeah. Um. Then I I, I since um this is a whole new segment by the way guys, it like um to also fill in time for us we're gonna give our ratings explained. Well, I already gave mine. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I but yeah, like this is what we're gonna do from here on out. I guess if we can't really, well, it, 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 it depends on if we it. like. Well, we'll give it more of an explanation if it feel like we should. Because, like, this movie is rated hot more highly than we gave it. So I feel yeah. like there's... We need to give us a little bit... We need to give them more of an explanation on why we did not like it as much as most people. Um, then I... My rating... My rating explain is the characters are so unlikable. Silent Bob saves the movie by the .5 for, for the Chasing Amy story. Uh, Holden is a douche. Banky is a bigger douche. <laughs> and um, Alyssa is nice, but she could have been written better, in my opinion. She could oh, have been sure. like she. She definitely could have been written a little bit better. I, I yeah. She comes off as like she's gay and bi for the sake of this movie progressing a plot forward. They don't really give her a lot of like actually emotion, like emotional yeah. scenes, except for the beginning when she's making out, and then when she's crying about Holden later on. Like she doesn't really have like a lot of here's this character doing what she does. It's, it's just, it just feels weak. I think my, now my favorite, like non comedy scene or non like uh scene involving uh, Alyssa is the banking Holden argument scene where he goes, you say another thing about her. I'm going to punch your teeth down your throat. Mm-hmm. I, th- th- that argument definitely feels genuine. Oh, for sure. It, it feels really good. It feels like I would have that conversation with one of my buddies if they were yeah. insulting my lady. I'd be like, you need to shut the actual fuck up. Like, yeah. this is not what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. I like uh, that stuff. I guess that will do it for us today. This is yeah, probably... close uh, us out. Yeah, this probably is our first time having a 40-minute episode. Oh, no, we, we've cool. had a couple episodes like that in the past. It's just we didn't have a lot of notes to talk about. Um, this was, uh, what, the third movie in the Viewerskew universe. We do have the fourth movie being Dogma planned for the future, but we have other stuff that we have to get through first before we do hit the Dogma mark. We, we finally then, have a, a schedule. <laughs> yeah, we, we have our schedules back again because uh, I just sat down and went, fuck it, let's make a schedule. And then we uh, coming in August, we have our year anniversary, which we'll be talking about our year-end review, basically just... I don't. Is do you want it to be a bonus episode or do you want it to be like one of the weekly episodes? Uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when, when we get to it. I guess sounds good. And then we have a special month coming up in September. Yes. So Zachy boy, close us out, por favor. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and on Twitter at Box Office Loser. Not with an S. Um, for up to date news. Uh, don't forget to don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe on Apple and wherever you can find podcasts. Now leave a review. It helps us share with your friends. Definitely does help us. We have we have we have noticed an uptick in views here and there. Um, but yeah, we do all appreciate you guys, and we will catch you all next week.
But Goodbye. before we go, Zachary, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, wow. Fuck, I forgot about <laughs> we, that. We didn't wow. do plugs today. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, you, you can follow me at Dark Shadow Zake literally everywhere. You can also find me on the Sports Hit List every Thursday as a contributor for the uh, AEW Injection. Well, I can't, I can't really call it a contributor. That is, uh, that is a show that I created and I host with uh, Mr. No Days Off. Other than that, where can they find you, Hunter? I almost forgot about this. Wow. <laughs> You're usually the guy that reminds me. Uh, you can find me at Scruffy Mooseman on all social media platforms. You can find me every other Tuesday at Pound That Button, a gaming podcast that I do with my two buddies from high school. You can find me every Wednesday at Android's Amazing Podcast, which is a comic book podcast I host through the comic book store that I work at, Android's Amazing Comics. And every Thursday, you can find me at Farthest Galaxy. It's a Star Wars podcast I do with one of the hosts from Pound That Button, Big Star Wars fans going in hard. And then, obviously, every Friday, here. Thank you guys so much for listening and dealing <laughs> yes. with us. Also, keep watching that Be a Film. Uh, be a Film. <laughs> be My Cat, a film for Anne. Oh, yes, Please keep yes. watching that episode. That That's is, one of our favorites. That, 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 for some reason, like like I said, it, it, it out of nowhere, you, you, you were like one week, oh, it, it's at 43 views. Nice. Then check Next back week to jumps it. up another 50. And then, like, huh. Then jumps up another 60. Now we're at, like, 158 views. Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you guys so much for watching that one. Thank you. All right, right, now, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) I pushed her away. So I spent every day since then chasing Amy.